We welcome you back again to the Lawrence Avenue Church of Christ Worship Resource Podcast for Sunday, March 13th. We continue to hope and pray that you and your families are in good spirits, good health, and prepared to worship today. Here are today's updated announcements. Please continue to pray for Byron Benitez. He was released from the hospital with a gastric disorder. He was doing a bit better, but has a way to go. Continue to pray for his recovery and for his family. Sister Pat Baskerville is asking for prayers for her family. Her Aunt Irene Simmons passed away last Wednesday. Continue to pray for all of our bereaved families that are still going through bereavement, as well as for those who ask that we pray for traveling grace. We want to continue to remind everyone to pray for all of our sick and all of our shut-in. And let's continue to stay connected by making phone calls, sending cards, and text messages whenever we can. Church, continue to respect and be considerate of the congregational COVID-19 protocols whenever you're in the building. Brother Kance will continue his spring quarter study of the book of Timothy this Lord's Day. And the lesson text this week will come from 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 12 through 20. The title for this week is Paul's Ministry. We hope that you will continue to tune in and study along with Brother Kance anytime on the Lord's Day. And you can contact Brother Kance with any questions or comments via his email address at bill.kance at gmail.com. Please join me once again this Wednesday evening as we continue our study series titled Growing Old Gracefully in God's Grace. We will continue chapter three of the series titled Aging and Spiritual Maturity. I look forward to being with you again this Wednesday evening at 7.15 p.m. This concludes our updated announcements for today. We will now join today's worship service. Good morning, everyone. We welcome everyone here to our morning worship service here at the Church of Christ. It meets here at 904 Lawrence Avenue. It's good to see this number that are here with us this morning. I see a few people fanning, so it must, must be a little, little, little warm, but some are real comfortable. So we'll try to get that medium here in a minute to get everybody comfortable. But it's good to have and see each and every one of you here on this, this beautiful, beautiful or Lord's Day morning that we have this morning. Beautiful, beautiful sunshine, and uh, I know everybody is, is ready for spring, uh, but we'll take whatever God brings. <clears throat> so we are thankful to be in the land of the living on this day, God giving us this day to worship him in spirit and in truth. If you are a visitor, we want to welcome you here. I don't see any unfamiliar faces. Uh, so to the congregation as a whole, it's good for us to be here on this Lord's Day. Our announcements, making sure again, folks, that our cell phones are cut on mute or off so that we do not have any disruptions during the service. Making sure that you are sitting in a section or seat that is marked with green tape for our social distancing and also face masks are required the the entire time that you're here in the auditorium. We simply want to make sure that we keep ourselves safe. Again, as, as we look at the different places that we go, 
on our jobs, supermarket, at the grocery store, and shopping. Uh, how many people around you do you see fully masked? I don't in places that I go, uh, grocery store, whatever. How, how many times do you see people checking your temperature when you come in through the doors? Uh, I don't see that at all. And how many of them spray to sanitize the auditorium or the building? Uh, I don't know that, but possibly not a lot. But we do all of that here. We do all of that here to make sure that we are all safe. We've had quite a few members, just like everybody else, who have been uh, contracted the virus. Uh, but in, in tracing the virus, folks, none of it was none of it, those that got it, none of it traced back to disassembly. None of it. Because we are doing what's necessary or what we can to keep ourselves safe. So let's continue to do that and honor that. Okay? We appreciate your cooperation in that matter. Our announcements, the new updates for our, uh, to go into your directory, that is the new addresses and the, and the new phone numbers that may have been wrong in the other update or the add-on. Every time we make a, uh, a new list, next day somebody moves a different phone number uh, or as we're typing. <laughs> so we try to give you an update. So the new updates are ready and they'll be passed out in a service a sheet for, for a family. So just add that to your directory. <clears throat> we encourage all to be a part of our weekly Bible classes on a podcast on the Lord's Day. Brother Kantz teaches that message. And on Wednesdays at 715, Brother William Carruthers uh, teaches that message. And we appreciate those two brethren for their continuing work. Speaking of the Cants, brothers and sisters, the Cants are visiting on this day and asking for our prayers. The Brotherhood Churches of Christ will be holding their next meeting on Monday, March the 7th, and that time is 7.30 p.m. at the Old Hickory Boulevard Church of Christ. So all brethren are invited to attend that gathering. That is tomorrow, March the 7th, and that time is 7.30 p.m. As a reminder, <clears throat> the memorial for Sister Green's son, Amir Green, will be March the 10th at New Generations Funeral Home on Murfreesboro Pike in Antioch. Uh, the visitation time is 4 p.m with the memorial to follow at 5 p.m. We want to keep Sister Green and family in our prayers. Amen. Sister Angela Carruthers is asking for prayers for her stepmother, Dorothy Anglin, who was in Centennial TriStar in ICU. And this was uh, posted on, the, on, on Friday, so not sure of the condition at this point. So let's keep her also in our prayers. The United School Workers are still having a fundraiser for Southwestern Christian College. They're not meeting due to the pandemic, but they're still raising funds. And again, the United School Workers is an organization that supports Southwestern Christian College in Texas. So if you would like to send March is their campaign month, and this is March, 
So you can send your contribution in to the Southwestern Christian College or the United School Workers and we will post this on the board. Birthdays for March. March the 10th is Rebecca Carruthers. And I'm told she's will be the big 9-0. That's a blessing. And she'll tell you, I don't mind telling you my age. That's a blessing. Don't look it. Tyrone Moore, March the 15th. Chris Bell, March the 17th. DeAndre Holmes, March the 21st. Edgar Roberts, also the 21st. Melvin Grisby, the 31st. Make sure that I didn't miss anybody. Asia Lawrence on the 21st. And Patricia Baskerville on the 26th of March. And Tamisha, when? The 30th. Tamisha is the 30th. All right, so God uh, speed to all of you uh, for your birthdays. That's, a, that's another day that God blessed us with, and we want to wish you the best. Again, make sure that you check the list. This list stays on the back table, so we ask every person to check the list to make sure that we have your updates for your anniversaries and your birthday. So this, again, stays on the back table. So if I didn't call your name, uh, that means we don't have a listing for you, so make sure you check that list. Anniversaries, William and, William and Elwanda Carruthers, the 17th, James and Regina White, the 24th, and Willie and Brenda Otis, the 23rd. So marriage is a blessing. Our order of service this morning. Singing, Brother Trenton Moore. Our scripture reading and prayer, Brother Sam Otis. Our sermon, Brother Arnold Spivey. Prayer for offering and Lord's Supper, Brother Tyrone Moore. And our closing prayer, Brother Danny Gift. Again, we welcome you all. Let's now prepare for our morning worship service. Let's keep those that are sick in the nursing homes, in their homes and hospitals. Let's continue, church, to keep them in prayer. And let's check on them to see what we can do to aid them. Thank you for your undivided attention. Good morning. Good morning. First song selection will be page 180. Page 180. God is love. We'll sing all three verses. All found? Let's sing. Come, let us all unite to sing, God is love. Let heaven and earth their praises bring, God is love. Let every soul from sin awake, each in his heart sweet music make. And sing with us for Jesus' sake, for God is love. God is love. God is love. Come, let us all unite. 
to sing that God is love. Oh, tell to earth's remotest bound, God is love. In Christ we have redemption found, God is love. His blood has washed our sins away, His Spirit turned our night to day. And now we can rejoice to say that God is love. God is love. God is love. Come, let us all unite to sing that God is love. How happy is our portion here. God is love. His promises are spirits cheer. God is love. He is our sun and shield by day. Our help, our hope, our strength and stay. He will be with us all the way. Our God is love. God is love. God is love. Come, let us all unite to sing that God is love. Page eight two two. Page 822. Heaven came down. We'll sing all three verses. All found? Let us sing. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful day. Day I will never forget. After I wandered in darkness away, Jesus, my Savior, I met. Oh, what a tender, compassionate friend. He met the need of my heart. Shadows dispelling with joy, I am telling. He made all the darkness depart. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me whole, my sins were washed away and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down and glory Fill my soul. Born of the Spirit with life from above, into God's family divine, justified fully through Calvary's love. Oh, what a standing is mine. And the transaction so quickly was made when as a sinner I came. Took of the offer of grace he did proffer. He saved me, oh, praise his dear name. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. 
who when at the cross the Savior made me whole. My sins were washed away, and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down, and glory filled my soul. Now I have a hope that will surely endure after the passing of time. I have a future in heaven for sure, there in those masses sublime. And it's because of that wonderful day when at the cross I believed. Riches eternal and blessings supernal from his precious hand I received. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me whole, my sins were washed away, and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down, and glory filled my soul. We'll now be read in the scripture reading prayer. Morning. morning. Our scripture text this morning is taken from the 15th chapter of the book of Mark, verses 8 through verses 15. That's Mark 15, 8 through 15. And the multitude crying aloud began to, be began to desire him to do as he had ever done unto them. But Pilate answered them, saying, Will ye that I do release unto you the king of the Jews? For he knew that the chief priests had delivered him for envy. But the chief priest moved the peoples that he should rather release Barabbas unto them. And Pilate answered and said again unto them, What will ye then that I shall do unto him whom ye call king of the Jews? They cried out again, Crucify him. Then Pilate said unto them, Why? What evil has he done? And they cried out the more exceedingly, Crucify him. And so Pilate, willing to content the people, released Barabbas unto them and delivered Jesus when he had scourged him to be crucified. Mark chapter 15, 8 through 15, thus is the reading of the scriptures. Shall we bow? Our God, our Father, which art in heaven, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, it's again that we approach thy throne this morning with thanksgiving in our hearts, 
We're thankful, Lord, for your grace and for your mercy. We're thankful, Lord, for you looking down the call of time, sending your son Jesus, that he might die for the sins of mankind. We come praying this morning, Lord, asking you, first of all, forgive us all of our sins and our shortcomings since the last time we approached our throne. And we're asking, Lord, that you forgive us and not hold them against us in this life, nor in the life to come. Lord, we are thankful for all that you do. You watch over from day and night. We're thankful, Lord, for watching over us during this pandemic. We're thankful, Lord, that as we begin to dwindle towards the end, we ask, Lord, thy blessing continue to be upon us, that we might be that beacon of light in this dark world. Telling the world that the wages of sin is death. But Lord, the gift of life, a gift of thy son, Jesus Christ, is life. We ask, Lord, thy blessing to be upon those that are sick among us. We ask, Lord, that you touch them with your love. And give them back a portion of their health and strength. Be with those that have lost loved ones. Comfort them in a way that you know how. That they may continue to look to thee from which cometh our health and strength. We, we pray, Lord, for this world in which we live. With all the hatred and all the killing. Even the war that's going on in Ukraine. We ask, Lord, that you be with those men that are in leadership, that they will come to the round table of peace and study war no more. Bless this great church. Pray, Lord, that we Continue to stand bold on thy truth. Don't add nor subtract from thy word. Telling the world there is one Lord, one faith, and above all, one baptism. That if we live faithful to death, Lord, you have promised us a life of everlasting with thee. Be with the leaders of this church. Lord, we ask that you give them the strength to stand bold on thy word. Guide us in a way that will be pleasing and acceptable to thee. That we might be the children that thou will have us to be. Ask you, Lord, to be with us throughout this service. May it be pleasing and acceptable in thy sights. And then, Lord, we ask for the man of God that 
stand before us this morning and break unto us the word of life. Pray, Lord, that you bring back to his remembrance those things that he have studied, that he might touch our hearts, that we might fall out of the ways of sin and come praying, Lord, what must we do to be pleasing to thee? Be with us. Keep us close to thee. When it's yours to call and we must answer. Pray, Lord, that thou will say, well done, thou good and faithful servants. These and all blessings we ask in the name of him to walk the waters and calm the raging sea. Gave sight to the blind. Called Lazarus from the dead. In the name of your son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you'd like to mark it, our song of invitation will be page 556. If you'd like to mark it, our song of invitation will be page 556. Now let us know it's page 820. 820. 820. He bore it all. We'll sing all three verses. Page 820. All found? Let's see. My precious Savior suffered pain and agony. He bore it all that I might live. He broke the bonds of sin and set the captive free. He bore it all that I might live. He bore it all that I might see his shining face. He bore it freely, bore it all. I with him I live, I stood condemned to die, but Jesus took my place, he bore it all that I might live. They placed a crown of thorns upon my Savior's head, he bore it all that I might live. My cruel man with spear, his side was pierced and bled, he bore it all that I might live. He bore it all that I might see his shining face, he bore it freely, bore it all. I with him I live, I stood condemned to die, but Jesus took my place, he bore it all that I might live. Up Calvary's hill in shame, the blessed Savior trod, he bore it all that I might live. Between two thieves they crucified the Son of God, he bore it all that I might live. He bore it all that I might see his shining face, he bore it freely, bore it all. I with him I live, I stood condemned to die, but Jesus took my place, he bore it all that I might live. He bore it all that I might see his shining face, he bore it freely, bore it all. Good morning, GP. 
can call you GP, right? Because we are God's people. Yes. Uh, so let, 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 let's, let's try it again then. Good morning, GP. Good morning. All right. And I'd like to welcome God's people to God's house. As we always say, he, he is a good God. Always has been. And always will be. I heard Brother Glenn talking about the virus. I just want to put your mind at ease for a second. Don't you think that God that started the virus is able to stop the virus? There's always been something to, to, to test the will of God's people to worship him. And this is no difference. <laughs> So I commend you in your efforts to do as we are commended, and we are commanded, and that is to worship God in spirit and in truth. I, this was a hard lesson for me to kind of uh, put together, but most of the time, church, we, we spend the majority of our day Asking God for stuff. Mm. Will you give me this and will you bless me with this and will you answer this prayer? But if you look at the percentage of time that we actually spend saying, thank you, God. It's a little bit diminished. You can go ahead and say amen because it's true. So we spend a lot of time asking. We spend a diminished amount of time thanking him. And then we come in here on the Lord's Day and we look at the table and we spend a, a very minuscule minute of time remembering him. This do end remembrance of me. But the problem is, as soon as we get out the back door, that's all it is. It's just a memory. How much time do you spend reflecting what Christ had to go through? See, there's a difference between remembering and reflecting upon. I remember yesterday, but when I reflect upon it, I'm focusing in on every detail that went on throughout the course of my day. It's okay to remember and this do in remembrance of me, but we need to spend more time reflecting. So let's use for a topic this morning a time of reflection. Is that all right this morning? It's all right. A time of reflection. Because see, there's... There's something special. There's, there's something unique about the life of Christ. Christ is the most significant person to ever walk upon the face of the earth. His life is none like that of any other. Have you ever thought about that? His birth was like that of none other. His life was like that of none other. Can we stop right here just to think about what I'm saying this morning? Each part of Christ's life seems to trump or surpass that which came before it. 
Think about the miraculous birth that he had. This trumped by his sinless life. And by the time you hone in on that, you, we have to focus in on the terrible death. And by the time we get that, we can focus in on the triumphant resurrection. And by the time we focus on that, church, we should be looking forward to his glorious return. See, each part of his life seems to surpass that which came before. But this morning, I want us to envision and I want us to reflect upon the time of his crucifixion. That's what I want us to, to focus in on this morning. Because, see, we can get so caught up in who he is. We can get so caught up in on what he is that we forget what he went through. We walk around, you see people walking around with a cross hanging around their neck. It's not the cross. The cross was just an instrument used. The significance is the person that was hanging on the cross. So today I want us to, to look at with fresh eyes this morning. I want us to zoom in on the process that took place when we look at the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And I want us to leave here with the mindset that the centurion soldier had at the conclusion of the life of Christ when he looked up and he said, truly, this is the Son of God. I want you to leave here this morning with that vividly imprinted upon your mind that truly Christ is the Son of the true and living God. And as we walk through this text this morning, I want us to look at three topics or, 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 or three headings, if you will. The first is, how did he suffer? Why did he have to suffer this way? And what does that suffering mean to us today? So how did he suffer, church? Mark shows us three primary categories. We're going to see that he suffered physically. He suffered emotionally, and he suffered spiritually, church. Now, Brother Otis read it for us this morning in our scriptural text, so I'm just going to do a brief synopsis so that we can focus in on it. So I want you to put your spiritual glasses on this morning. We're going to take a trip back in time. And so as we, as we reel back to the time, it was... After his arrest, it was early in the morning, the Bible said. Jesus is brought to Pilate. And he's sent there because of the high council of the Jewish religious leaders. And what they're trying to do is they want to try Jesus for his claims of being the actual son of God. They want to bring him to trial for making himself out to be a king. But now, during the trial, it becomes clear to Pilate that Jesus is he's innocent. And that he's only there because they're envious of what Christ is doing. Wouldn't it be something today if, if, if the rest of the world was jealous, was envious of the life of Christ? Hmm. And we truly be able to see a change. But now... When all this is going on and, 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 and Pilate knows that he's, that he's innocent, 
Pilate begins to bend to the will of the crowd. And he sentences Jesus to death by crucifixion. Now there's something special about this, this method of, of death. See, crucifixion wasn't just a, 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 a normal method of execution. It was a method of execution that was put in place to humiliate, to torture. But now, it wasn't really for the Roman people. It was set aside for the, for the lowest of humanity. And so here it is, the Son of God being put to death in a manner that is really unworthy of his status. Mm -hmm. And we complain today. So what happens here is, Pilate is going to have Jesus scourged. Now we read over this term in the Bible, but, but, but we don't really understand what it is that Christ went through. When they scourged him, they take an instrument similar to a whip. And it can have more than one tail. And in that tail, they put bits of bone and they put fragments of metal. I want you to, pitch, I want you to envision this thing this morning. They have this whip. And they took the hands of Christ. And they tied him to a post. You got it? Are you there yet? And then they, they took this whip and they began to lash out at the back of Christ. Now every time that whip would hit the back of Christ, those bones and those metal fragments would clutch onto his flesh. So when they pulled it back, when it was retracted back, pieces of his flesh came with it. And so here it is again, they lash out. They retract it. Pieces of flesh come out once again. I want to make it clear this morning that what he went through for you and what he went through for me was no ordinary tank. Right. So here it is again, they, they lash out and it hits the back of Christ. They retract it and here comes some more of his flesh. Is it clear in your mind what he's going through? And this is yet the beginning. So each time, as we said before, they lash out and they retract. Here come some pieces of his flesh. He's losing flesh. He's losing blood as well. But he had prophesied this, church. Mm -hmm. He knew it was coming. He told the disciples that I'm going to have to be flogged. But just because you know it's going to happen doesn't lessen the pain. You know you got to have a root canal done, Brother Bell. But just because you know it doesn't lessen the pain. So here he is. He's, he's being scourged, church. He's lost a massive amount of blood. His back has been ripped to shreds, and no doubt at this point, he's weak. But now they drag him to the governor's palace. Now see, he's already been beaten. 
But when he gets there, they begin to make a mockery of him. They begin to humiliate him. Now, have you ever heard the saying, you know, you're going to kick a man when he's down? Now, here he is. They've just beaten him, and that's not enough. They want to make a mockery of him. They want to humiliate him. So what do they do? They, 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 they take some thorns, and they fashion them into a crown, and they place it upon his head. The thorns, no doubt, are piercing his forehead. So now he's got, his back is ripped to shreds, but that's not enough. He's got a crown of thorns on his head as well. And they're laughing at him. They spat upon him. And then they, they make a, a fake sepulcher, and they begin to tap him and beat him. Now, this isn't any person. This is the Son of God. And can you envision this? His back ripped to shreds, and now he's got a crown of thorns, and the blood is streaming down his face. Yeah. They're laughing at him, church. Yeah. They're laughing at your Lord and my Lord. They're laughing at our Savior. Now, you remember they had put a purple robe on him. Mm -hmm. And then they ripped that robe off of him, church. And they lead him out of the city. Here again, he is fulfilling prophecy. Brother Ernest, can you get over to Isaiah 52, verse 14, please? And many were astonished at thee. His vintage was so marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. So what are we saying here, church? I, I, I want to make it plain what he's saying here. He had gone through so much yeah. that you couldn't even look at him and really recognize who, he was. who and what he was. Yeah. You know how we see stuff on TV now and you say, ooh, and we turn away from it. They did this to Jesus. They could hardly recognize who and what he was. When you look at him, all you could see was just the form or the outline of a person. And now, after all of this, they lead him out to be crucified. He's already beaten made a mockery of, spat upon. And now it's time for the crucifixion. And so after being forced to carry the cross for a little ways, mm -hmm. can you imagine going through all of this and then they're saying, now pick up this cross. You know what's coming next, right? <laughs> How many times have you picked up your cross and followed him? They say they got a stranger named Simon to pick up the cross 
and carry it the rest of the way. The little stuff that we go through here on earth, we have not shed a tear, church. Man. But we are called upon to pick up our cross and follow him. It's not meant to be an easy journey. Look at what Christ had to go through. He's weak. He can't even bear the weight of the cross. But we're going to see he's able to bear the weight of the world. Man, man. So Simon picks up the cross for him, and he takes it to the place of skulls, Golgotha. And when he gets there, church, keep in mind that his back is ripped to shreds. But they got to take that same back and put it up against the cross. But now, not only is it his back, but they got to have a way now to affix him to the cross. So they go right above the risk, and they drive nails through it, and they ripped him up. And then when they lift him up, now they've got to drive those same nails through his feet. You got to envision it, church. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, now is upon the cross, and as we said before. Crucifixion was not meant to be a fast death. When I was reading some research, it says the normal course of time was about six hours. So he's there upon the cross. The method and why crucifixion was used is when you're spread out, Every time you take a breath, it's hard for you to exhale and inhale because of the weight that's upon you. It's agonizing physically. So can you imagine going through this for six hours? I have asthma, and I know what it's like not to be able to breathe, but I can run over here and get some Promethean spray mist, and, and it's all right. Christ couldn't do that. So every time he would try to take a breath, and he'd take a breath, and the normal cause of death was suffocation. But he's hanging there, church. He's hanging there. And here's the point I want to drive home. It's not because of anything that he did. Mm -hmm. That's the key. It's not because of anything that he did. And so, while he's going through the, the physical pain, there's also some emotional pain that's going on as well. Because you see, Jesus was rejected by the religious leaders. They spat on him literally and, and figuratively as well. They, they spat upon him, church. The same people that had the responsibility of leading God's people have now turned their back on the Son of God. 
So there's some emotional pain that's going on here. And then he also gets rejected by the government. He goes to Pilate. And he gets no justice. The system that was put in place to ensure justice has now failed the Son of God. So how can we put faith in a system today mm. that's supposed to give us justice? Because when you think about if the Son of God could not get justice, it shouldn't surprise us today. But now, he's also going to be rejected by the people. The same people that a little bit earlier were hollering, Hosanna, Hosanna, as he came into the city on a donkey. The same people he came to save. The same people he had fed. The same people he had healed have now turned their backs on him. And they're saying, crucify him. What's your point, Brother Spivey? You might have some friends in the world. Don't be surprised when they turn their backs on you. Don't be surprised when you need something and they walk away from you. Don't even be surprised if people within the body of Christ do you the same way. Where were the disciples when all of this was going on? It just lets me know, church, that when you need somebody, the somebody you need is Jesus. So he suffered physically, emotionally. But now, church, he's also going to suffer spiritually. Because, see, something has to happen. And here is the key. When you get to this 15th chapter, if you have your Bibles this morning, let's look at verse 33. Hmm. And when you look at verse 33, it becomes the key to what's going to happen in the next couple of verses. Verse 33 says now, and when the sixth hour came, that's about noon, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. In other words, the sun stopped shining for three hours in the middle of the day. Why the darkness, Brother Spivey? Well, when you look at darkness in certain instances in the Bible, when you look at it according to scripture, it denotes sometimes the divine judgment of God. So here we have darkness for three hours. And after these three hours of darkness, it says about the ninth hour, Jesus was heard to cry out, Eloi, Eloi, my God, why have you forsaken me? He is abandoned. He's deserted. He's stranded by God himself, and he feels the intense pain of being lonely. 
He now has to be separated from his father. So now, why does he have to suffer this way? Mark gives us a little insight here. When you go back, do you guys remember when, when Jesus was praying in the garden of Gethsemane? And doing his prayers, he, he, he added this little thing in there about where it says there's a phrase about this cup. And he says, Abba, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. And he says, if so, now remove this cup from me. And now here, this, this cup is figuratively. And you remember, it's the same cup when you go back um, to chapter 10, verse 38, when, when they told him, they said, now, 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 Jesus, when you come into your power, one of us wants to sit on the left side. One wants to sit on the right side. And he asked him, he says, now, can you drink of this cup? It's the same cup symbolically that we're going to be talking about in just a second. But now this cup itself is the cup of staggering. Now, if you, if you go back to Isaiah 51, 22, Isaiah 51, 22. I'm just going to stop right here for a little while just so you can, you can get the gist of, of why things are going to happen the next way. You got it, Brother Ernest? Thus said the Lord, thus said thy Lord, the, the Lord, and thy God, that pleadeth the cause of his people. Behold, I have taken out, thy, out of thy hand the cup of trembling, mm -hmm. even the dredge of the cup of my fury. Thou shalt no more drink it again. So what we have here is this, this, this cup is symbolic of the anger of God. So now, while, while this darkness is on the earth for these three hours, what's going on is it, 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 all of the things that have been adding up. God has been keeping in a cup. All of his anger, all of his fury, he's been pouring into a cup drip by drip. It's dripping into this cup. And now, when Christ goes to the cross, this cup now becomes full with all of his anger, and he's going to take that cup that has all of his anger, and he's going to give it to Christ. And Christ is going to drink it down to the last drop. So because of all of his anger and all of his fury is out there in that cup, Christ is lonely because now, because of all the sin, he has to separate himself. So during all of these three hours of darkness, he's pouring out his judgment. And Christ drinks every drop of that cup. See, somebody had to drink from this cup. It either had to be us or somebody had to drink it in our place. And Christ drank it all in our place. And so, after Christ has, has drank this cup, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21. 
And here the Bible says now that for our sake, God made him to be sin. And then when you run on over to Galatians 3 and 13, it says now Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. And as we said before, this darkness was a time of judgment for God. And see, any time God comes out and he puts judgment on something, he puts judgment on people, what is the recourse? The recourse is they are separated. Remember Adam and Eve in the garden? When they sinned, what did God do? He put them out of the garden. He put them out from his presence. You remember Cain, when he committed murder, what did God do? God put him out. He sent him away. When the people of Israel fell into idolatry and they were disobedient to God, what did God do? He separated himself from them. <clears throat> and a day is coming, church. Yeah. When we too are going to have to be separated from God if we are disobedient. Because we're going to have to give an account, church, of everything that we've done. So after he drinks of this cup, he's separated because of the sin. And God is commencing to once again pour out his wrath. And the key point to this is Jesus really became a ransom. For us. You've heard the term ransom, right? Somebody comes, takes your kids away or your loved one, and they say, I'm going to hold them for a ransom. Now, if your kids are like some of the kids, they might just, you might pay them to keep, <laughs> to keep your kids. <clears throat> you know, you might give them a sign, please take them. But, but in this case, Christ became a ransom. Mark chapter 10 and verse 45 says the son of man came to give his life as a ransom for many. In other words, church, he, he, he paid the price to redeem us back to God. But now, what does this suffering mean for us today, church? As we said in verse 37, we, we heard him cry out. And when he cried out, some things began to happen. When he cried out, and it was all done, the Bible says now that the curtain in the temple tore in half from top to bottom. It was this curtain that separated the holy of holies from the rest of the temple. Now, you know, in that particular time, once a year, only the high priest was able to do what? Go into the Holy of Holies. And he had to take a sacrifice with him for the sins of the people. But now, when Christ went to the cross, 
and he died on the cross, and the curtain was torn in half. What does that mean for us today? It means for us today that now we have access to God. But how are we going to get that access? It has to still go through Christ Jesus. So we have two things, church, happened because of the curtain ripping from the top to the bottom. Not only do we have access, but we should also have confidence. You're looking at me strange. You're looking at me strange, Brother Bell, when I say access and confidence. Hebrews 4 and 16. Hebrews 4 and 16. And when you get over to Hebrews 4 and 16, then you know what I'm saying and what I mean when I say we have access and confidence. Because here it says, now let us then with what? With confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive what? Mercy and find grace to help us in times of need. So we have access, church. We have confidence that when I draw nigh to God, God is going to draw nigh to me. So we can now, Brother Bell, go boldly. It's a difference now. You know, I I don't have to try to approach the throne. I can get up, dust myself off, and come boldly to the throne of grace and say, God, I have sinned. I repented of my sins. And the Bible says he's faithful. He will forgive me of those sins. He will cast them into the sea of forgiveness. Now, that doesn't give us an excuse to sin. But the Bible says God forbid. But when you come, you can come boldly now. And you can expect that if you come with the right mentality, he'll forgive you, church. That's a difference, Brother Philip. I can come boldly now to the throne of God. But now when you come, you got to come expecting something. You can't come wavering with your faith. You've got to know that he's able to do and to give exactly what you're asking for if it's in his will. So when we get ready to partake this morning, and you get ready to remember as we're told. Not only do we need to remember what his body went through as we're partaking of the bread. Not only do we need to remember that his blood was shed as we drink upon the cup. But every single day we need to reflect upon the life of Christ. It's a funny thing now. When we say life, we want to leave certain parts out. Was he born? Yes, he was born. Do we recognize his birth? Yes, we do. And as we move on throughout the life of Christ, 
Every facet is important. Because it encompasses the whole life. Because if he were not born, there would be no death. When I was reading this, it fascinated me that now at the birth of Christ, the star was bright, leading the wise men to where they needed to go. But at the death of Christ, everything was dark. Up until this point, he's called what he says, now I am the light of the world. When he gave up the ghost, there was nothing but Church, if you want to be part, if you want to have this light in your life, you need to realize that the same curtain that was ripped back then and gave us access to God is still open. But now it just looks a little different. It's not a curtain anymore. It's in the form of a person. And it's Jesus Christ. So now... John 14 says, if you want to get to the Father, you're going to have to do what? You're going to have to come through me. And we say this all the time, you can't go through something until you do what? Until you get into it. So how do you get into it? God has a plan of salvation. Well, you've got to hear the word. You've got to believe what it is that you've heard. You've got to repent of your sins. You've got to confess that this same Jesus Christ that was crucified on the cross is the son of the true and living God. And then when you do that, you've got to be baptized for the remission of your sins. And then here's the part that we struggle with sometimes. Each and every one of us is living a faithful and obedient life. And even God in his infinite wisdom has put something in place for that. And it's called repentance. So every time you stumble, and even when you fall, repentance covers it all. He's a good God, church. And every day we need to be reflecting upon the life of Christ. Because everything that he went through leading up to his death on the cross, and even the death on the cross was for us. And in conclusion, church, it just, I look at things a little bit different. The shoulders that were not strong enough because of what he went through to carry that cross, those same shoulders when stretched out upon the cross, were able to bear the sins of the world. So see, church, her brother Taylor, he's not here today. You don't have to buff up (laughs) in the Lord. Let him be your strength. Those same shoulders, church, are still stretched out today, and they're still strong enough to carry your sins. All you have to do is come to him. That's it. Follow God's plan of salvation. Now, whether you're outside of the body of Christ and you want to be part of the body of Christ, or whether you just need prayers, or whether you've gotten off course the previous week, because that curtain is still open, 
you have the opportunity now to come and get those things right. So each time we extend the invitation here during worship service, it's a time for you to get those things right, church. But you don't have to wait until you come in here. Every day you have an opportunity to what? To access him. Amen. Aren't you glad yep. that God in his infinite wisdom already had a solution before the problem even came? Amen. So church, right now we're going to extend the invitation. And whatever it is that you need, God is able Amen. to supply. Will you stand as we extend the invitation, please? Will you come, please? Do we have one this morning? Don't be ashamed, church. If you need to get something right now is the time because tomorrow is our fountain. Do we have another white as the sea? There's room at the cross for you. Will you come, please? There's room at the cross for you. But there be another this morning. Though millions have come, there's still room for one. Yes, there's room at the cross. Do we have one this morning? You. Is there anything that you need to get right? Though millions have found him. This is your opportunity, And have turned from the sins they have sinned. Do we have another this morning? The Savior still waits to open the gates. And welcome a sinner before it is too late. There's room at the cross for you. There's room at the cross for you. Though millions have come, there's still room for one. Yes, there's room at the cross for you. The hand of my Savior is strong, and the love of my Savior is long. Through sunshine or rain, through loss or gain, the blood froze from Calvary to cleanse every stain. There's room at the cross for you. There's room at the cross for you. Though millions have come, there's still room for one. Yes, there's room at the cross for you. I want to thank you for listening this morning, church, and I want to leave you with this. Throughout the course of the day, Think about all the things that run through your mind. But every once in a while, run back over here to this 15th chapter. And there's enough in there. When you, when you look at it, sometimes we say, oh, I don't, I don't like graphic movies. This is graphic. But this is not a movie. This is truth. So every day, church, spend some time not just remembering, but reflecting as well. Thank you for listening, church. If any of you had seen 
the movie, The Passion of Christ. You know, as graphic as it was, I still don't think that that really hit the worst of what Christ went through. <laughs> and he went through it for you and for me. All of that that he went through, sometimes when we sin, we need to stop and think about what he went through. The sin that we committed is the reason why he had to go through that. <laughs> we look back and we say, oh, what Adam and Eve did. But we're guilty too. <laughs> Just as guilty as them because we sin too. <laughs> we are part of the reason why he had to be upon that cross. Brother Spivey says that the scriptures tells us that when God looked down on him, he couldn't stand to look because when he looked down, he saw all of our sins. What's the significance of all of this? It's because of now, because of what Christ did. Now, when God looks on us, he don't see us, but he sees Christ. <laughs> Thank you, Brother Spivey. Wonderful, wonderful. We can only be that way if we get in Christ. Galatian letter says that we have put on Christ by being baptized into Christ. Well, now, if you don't have on Christ, then that means when God looks down, he's seeing all the ugliness of you. <laughs> so let's put on Christ and get rid of our sins and let Christ be the propitiation for our sins and cover us up. Thank you, Brother Spivey. Wonderful, wonderful message. Let's continue to reflect on Christ on a daily basis. We have those that have come to make their wishes known. Brother Timmy Jackson has come and stating that he has sinned and he has repented of his sin and he is asking for the prayers of the church. Brother John Phillips is coming and he's asking for the prayers of the church he says, Eleanor's surgery will be Wednesday. And also, uh, Gina is going to need a, a biopsy uh, of her breast as well. So let's keep her and all of them in our prayers. Brother Ernest Davis is coming, stating that he is sinning. And he has asked for the prayers of the church for strength and also for his family. Brother Tyrone Atkins is coming, stating that he is sinning. And he is asking for the prayers of the church as well. Thanks be to God for what Christ has done for us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before thy throne. Thanking you, Heavenly Father, for all the things that you've done for us. As Brother Spivey says, sometimes we just don't say thank you enough. And we thank you, Heavenly Father, for letting your son come down and to die for us and go through all of that for us that we may have a right to the tree of life yeah. having said that father we come mindful of our sins and we ask that you would please forgive us of all of our sins heavenly father yeah. help us truly heavenly father to live the type of life that would be an appreciation for all that christ has done for us 
Father, help us to spread the word to one another, Heavenly Father. Even with all the confusion and the turmoil that's going in this world, help us still be able to get out the glorious news of the gospel. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you would please grant the wishes of all of those that have uh, come today to make their wishes known. We ask that you would please grant them the things in which you see they stand in need of. Whether it be, Heavenly Father, to forgiveness of sins or for strength, Heavenly Father, for we all need your strength and we all need your forgiveness, Heavenly Father. Those that have asked for that you would please heal those that are sick, Heavenly Father, those that are having to go through procedures, through Gina that has to deal with the biopsy, and Eleanor who's going to be having surgery, Heavenly Father. We just ask that you be with them, Heavenly Father, and be with us all. Be with all of those that have family members that are in the hospital that are going through different things, Heavenly Father those that are having to deal with the fallout of the pandemic, the fallout of wars, Heavenly Father, just be with us all, Heavenly Father, for we need you and can do nothing without you. Father, bless them that are behind prison walls and even in mental institutions. Help us, Heavenly Father, those that deal with depression and things of mental illnesses on a daily basis. Father, we ask that you'd please be with our children and just, just guide us, Heavenly Father, and be with us all. We ask for so much, but again, we just want to say thank you for what Christ has done. Thank you for being our God and allowing us to be your children. Help us to live in such a way that we can truly show others that we are your children. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. for that much needed message. Now at this moment as we focus on the collection, as we focus more on the death, the burial, and resurrection of our Lord Savior Jesus Christ and his life, 
Let's please notice page 859. 859. He paid a debt. We will sing all three verses. All found. Let us sing. He paid a debt. He did not owe. I owed a Dead. I could not pay, I needed someone to wash my sins away. And now I sing a brand new song, amazing grace. Christ Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. He paid that debt at Calvary. He cleansed my soul and set me free. I'm glad that Jesus did all my sins erase. I now can sing a brand new song, Amazing Grace. Christ Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. One day he's coming back for me to live with him eternally. Won't it be glory to see him on that day? I then will sing a brand new song Amazing grace, Christ Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. Let's give thanks for the offering. Our Father which art in heaven, you're such a good God. You have allowed us to go through this day and, and all last week, be able to work and do other things, many other things you have allowed us to be able to do, Heavenly Father, and, and to be able to provide for our families. And at this particular time, Heavenly Father, give a portion back to you, which is already yours. Amen. We pray, Heavenly Father, that we give it in a way it will be pleasing except to thee, that you will get all praise and honor for it. And we pray it will be used in a way it will be pleasing except to thee, that you will get all honor for it. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our jobs, and we just pray, Heavenly Father, that we do not take these things for granted. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now you can prepare your hymn. Now we've come down to this portion of the service where we remember our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on him dying on the cross of the sins of mankind that through his death and suffering we all may have that right to the tree of life and have privilege to serve him with their true and living God. We read in Matthew, the 26th chapter, in the verses 26. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread. He blessed it. He broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body. And he took the cup and he gave thanks and he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which was shed for many for remission of sins. Let's bow in prayer. Our Father which art in heaven, again, you're such a good God. The God that giveth and the God that taketh away, blessed be thy name. Heavenly Father, we
Thank you for the most precious gift that was ever given to mankind, for the die on the cross for the sins of mankind. And we pray in the Father that we do not take these things for granted. We pray in the Father that we remember this, these things at all times. In Jesus' name we pray this prayer. Amen. Amen. Now you may take up the body. Now, blood. This concludes this part of the service. Again, church, on your way out for Lawrence Avenue members, if you would, make sure that you get one of the membership updates, which has your, uh, the addresses and phone numbers and zones of those that have changed their addresses or phone numbers since our last directory. Also, Sister Tamisha uh, Simmons and Brother D'Angelo Simmons, they would like for you uh, to keep them in prayer. Uh, they're a young couple and their marriage right now is going through a challenge. And church, we're family. Uh, so let's reach out to, to, to her. He's not here. He's uh, not wanting to be here uh, because of this. So church, let's pray for him. You know, God is able. God is good. He's young and still learning the power of God. So church, let's show him the power of God. So, so let's continue to keep uh, both of them in prayer. Thank you. <clears throat> As a reading service to a close, we're actually going to have a song change. Um, we're going to actually notice page 874. 874, Jesus is Lord. We're going to notice page 874. And we'll sing all four verses. All found, let's please stand and sing. Jesus is Lord, my Redeemer, how he loves me, how I love him. He is risen, he is coming, Lord, come quickly hallelujah precious is he he that cometh i will love him i will serve him when he comes with shouts of glory i will join him hallelujah he still loves me me the sinner what a sorrow if i lost him but he owns me me the sinner praise our jesus hallelujah
Father, I thank you for this day, a day which you're made, and a day which you're glad and rejoicing in, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, I'd like you to be with us as we leave this building, Heavenly Father. Be with us as we return home, uh, wherever our destination is, Heavenly Father. I'd like for you to continue to be with us as we as we continue to do the things which, we, which you asked us to do, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, Continue to be with the one that gave, spoke the word, Heavenly Father. He spoke with boldness, Heavenly Father. Continue to be with him. Give him the health and strength that he may continue to preach your word, proclaim your word in a fashion that is well-pleasing to you. And Father, be with us, the hearers. Let us not only just be hearers, Heavenly Father, but doers of your most highly divine word. Heavenly Father, now by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us forever and always. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.